Hello, HR professionals. Good news. This episode of the Cool Leaf podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. Stay tuned to access your certification code. Welcome to The Great Retention, a show spotlighting executive leaders who are building award-winning cultures where people feel empowered, seen, and recognized. I'm your host, John Duisberg, and I co-founded my own company and this podcast with the simple idea that life is short, so why not love the people with whom you work? We have a passion for helping people-first leaders like you connect individuals and teams inside of your organization to create stronger workplace communities and cultures. So whether you're leading a small business or a large enterprise, fully distributed or in the office, welcome to our community here at The Great Retention. We talk a lot on this show about strategies to engage and retain top talent in your organization, but what are the experiences on the front lines of actually hiring that can significantly impact your success when it comes to hiring the best people in the first place? How can you foster that culture of belonging before candidates even join your team? Today, I sit down with Josh McAfee, co-founder of Humans Doing and author of Measure Up, Mastering Your Career Search Like a Boss, to learn more about what people-first leaders are doing today to set themselves up for success when hiring top talent to move their business forward. All right, let's jump right into the conversation with Josh. All right, welcome to another episode of The Great Retention. I am super excited, Josh, to have you on the show today. Uh, thank you. Um, looking forward to learning all about uh, the the other side of the coin. When I say other side, this is the attracting great talent. We talk a lot about how do you retain great talent. Um, and with all of your expertise at Humans Doing, looking forward to learning more about what you're seeing in the industry overall. But welcome uh, to The Thanks, Great Retention, Josh. Good to get some hang time and uh, hopefully help uh, help some people make some great hires. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. And and so you are a, uh, a serial entrepreneur, a founder. Um, so tell us a little bit about humans doing just, you know, for, for our audience, give us a little background. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about the purpose, the why humans doing and let's let's kind of start diving in from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of comes out of our passion for helping people make great hiring and career decisions. Um, and we're passionate about both sides. I, I even wrote a book about it. And um, and uh, where we like to focus is on helping understand our clients' true needs from a growth perspective related to their people. Um, and first and foremost, help them make great decisions on that. But you know, our methodology genuinely does help them reduce the time, cost, and hassles associated with hiring and keeping great people. So um, we have a firm belief that what you're doing on the front end has a significant impact on retention. And, uh, um, and we're really good at that. So instead of having just one trick where all we do is you know, place people in full-time or contract roles, if a company's in a spot where, you know, where it makes more sense for them to build out their team internally or the function internally, we help them do that. If they need something supplemental inside, we do that. You know, we we all we of course also do the 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 one-time placements and the uh, and the contractors when needed also. But what's getting the most attention right now is we've genuinely got a subscription model um, that turns hiring into a line item, you know, on your budget instead of something that's lumpy and unexpected and frustrating, especially as you're growing your organization. So we're we're blessed to help people for a living on both sides. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, and you know, hiring is tough. Just it's, it's one of those things that I believe, um, you know, all companies can be better at. And so I appreciate you being willing to share, you know, what you're seeing in the market and, um, from a leadership perspective, how, how we can help other leaders to, to just continue to, to be, you know, to find the best and right people. And, you know, part of our conversations, Josh, has been, you know, around how the culture is for, for an organization is so important in terms of, you know, finding the right fit, you know, and, and making sure the right people, you know, are on the bus, in the seats, you know, and so forth. Um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, how do you, how do you navigate, you know, overall company culture when you're working with an organization and matching that to um, a potential candidate? What does culture mean to you? To, I, just, I just feel like that's one of the, the things I hear from other leaders that's so important. So how do, we, how do we make sure that we're aligning that in the recruiting, attracting talent process? So um, I believe culture isn't what you want it to be. Um, culture is, is I, I, this is just a great quote that I heard. Your culture is what your employees think about the company Sunday night before they come to work on Monday. And <laughs> I thought that said it all. Um, yeah, that's good. So, um, and I, I love companies that, that are genuinely asking themselves the questions, you know, not as leaders, how, how I succeed, but how do we help our teams succeed? And how do we create irresistible environments that give people from from every every background, you know, an opportunity to succeed and helping them understand what that success actually is? And I see way too often where we're we're coming into a company and we always ask, you know, how are you going to measure a person's success? And you really can't help people succeed if you don't have a clear definition of what that success is. And um, and what tools and, and things they're going to need to to accomplish that. So, when we're working with companies and we see that, we know we can have a pretty much immediate impact on their culture um, by helping them make sure that they truly do understand their success metrics and um, and how you know one person on a team can make a difference and and that they understand how their leaders are measuring their success coming in the door and how it's relevant to the business. So. so yeah. So talk, talk to us a little bit more. And by the way, I love the Sunday night. Uh, what, are the, what am I thinking about Sunday night for Monday morning analogy? So that, yep. that, that's, that's really good. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, talk to us a little bit more about, you know, so when you're, when you, so you're, you're, you're getting an understanding of the, the culture from the leader, right? But then you're going out mm -hmm. and you're looking for folks to, to join the organization. How do you, how do you match that up? Like, how do you assess? Like, how does that, how does that typically work? So for us, um, you know, let's just say, you know, a company wants X, Y, and Z, arbitrary what they are. So when we're talking with candidates, then we, we find their qualifications to match up what a company needs for somebody to be successful in the position. Uh, we're really intentional about asking questions around, you know, with, with, the, with the potential candidate, hey, what do you want out of your career? Where do you want to take it? What's important to you? What makes you excited about work? What really frustrates you about work? So we're trying to find those things. And if those are misaligned, we tend to push them in a different direction because we know it's, it's misaligned. But when we find you know, that those things are, are aligned um, and we share things that we've learned about the company that talk about its culture and they get excited, 
we know we have a much better chance of success walking in the door with a candidate than if those are misaligned. I like that. I like that. It's, it's kind of, it's having that open, honest, authentic conversation. Hey, what's your vision? What's your passion? You know, where, you know, what, what, what makes you get excited Sunday evening to, to go in on Monday, right. And making sure there's alignment. Um, no, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. And I just feel like maybe sometimes we overlook that or for, or forget to, to, to really, you know, ask those questions up front. Um, uh, so, so I, I, I mean, sometimes it's the simple things, but it, they, they make a huge difference. I'll share one quick point that I think is valuable. When we're working with our candidates, we always want them to look at things from the perspective of why they're valuable versus what they want, think, feel, or need, because those things that are valuable should speak to the people that are interviewing them, you know, to make sure that they're a good fit. Um, you know, and when we're talking with our clients and talking about the candidates, you know, the same thing. Why is this position and why are we as a company valuable to them? And if both of them are speaking about each uh, about, you know, why they're better for the other or good for the other person, we tend to find that those matches stick and the conversations become much more genuine and authentic. Um, and it goes kind of three layers deep in the onion quicker. Peeling back the onion. I love it. Peeling back the onion. <laughs> um, so, you know, so just given this environment that we're in where there's a lot of distributed teams, remote, you know, remote uh, employees, has it changed or is it still fundamentally the same when it comes to recruiting and making sure that culture is in alignment? It's changed um, and it stayed the same. Okay. Next question. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the, uh, what's, what's stayed the same is that there has to, there has to be a focus on it and it has to be intentional, um, around culture and connectivity and connectedness. Um, everybody wants to feel like they're, you know, like they're involved, they belong, they're adding value and that what they're doing is meaningful. Um, if they don't, then it's time for them to look for something new where they're going to have that passion and excitement where it's changed is that companies and the leaders of the company need to be more intentional about that. Not only of making sure people are connected, they understand their value and that they're appreciated. It's, it's, it never ceases to amaze me what people will do when they feel appreciated. And it never ceases to amaze me what people won't do when they don't feel appreciated. I think that's uh, you know that's that's the drop the mic right there. That's that's it. Um, I uh, you know it's you know obviously I'm you know founder of of our company uh, Coolleaf and and one of the things that we try to do is to to share you know where we are in the business um, you know both good and bad and and I and I I do feel like people appreciate and want to understand what's going on in the business how they make an impact right. Um, you know, and so that's, uh, and then obviously be appreciated for making that impact and being recognized for that. Um, but no, that, that totally makes sense. So, all right. So, so Josh, let's peel back the onion. <laughs> um, I want to, I, I, one of the things that we always try to do with the great retention is to, 
you know, just to share, you know, real world examples, things that you've seen from other CEOs, other leaders that have been just effective in terms of, um, you know, helping them be better leaders. But in this, in the context of this conversation, attract the best people possible. And one of the stories you had shared with me previously was around um, the simple act of one of the CEOs creating a, you know, a 30 second video, kind of a welcome message to a candidate um, and how that made such a, a big impact in terms of being able to, to recruit and, and get, get folks actually, you know, um, hired on uh, into the organization. So, so tell us a little bit more about that. Any other kind of examples that you think would be just great takeaways for our audience today? So, um, so interviews are naturally a conflict, you know, it's a conflict with the interviewee internally. You know, that person is worried about their skills. Are they going to get the job? Is this a good fit? You know, you know, is, is this person going to like me? It's a, it's a conflict for the interviewer for kind of the same reasons. Are they going to like me? Is this going to be it? Oh my gosh, I got one more interview. You know, there, there's all kinds of things that make it a, 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 a big ball of yarn conflict. So we try and help people to really realize that this should be a collaboration, you know, we're both here to figure out if this is a good match. It may be, it may not be, but let's have an open, genuine conversation around it. We try and make sure it sets the tone for things being a little bit, a little bit more at ease and conversational versus, you know, am I going to say the right thing? You know, you know, what if I don't know the answer? Or, you know, can I just say I don't know, or am I going to swag it and uh, and and hope for the best? Um, we we want people to understand that this is the one instance where um where sometimes the st statement when ignorance is mutual confidence is king shouldn't apply you know it should be it should be one where if you if you don't know something you should say i don't know be it you're the candidate or the hiring manager i don't know but let's let's either figure out how we solve this together or, or i'll get back to you with with the answer um we had a client who had very 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 hard data science and uh, and uh, very, very specific developer needs. And um, and they found that that a lot of people coming in the door, just they weren't doing well in the interview. They had the, they had the credentials, you know, but what they were doing was like really intimidating. Um, and frankly, the interviewers were really intimidating as well. So we had to coach them on on their interview technique techniques that would get them, you know, get the most um, out of the, the candidates. So one of the things we did was was uh, we would sit down with the CEO uh, Monday every week at 7.30 a.m. And I would have a list of all of the people that were interviewing in the company. And they were growing pretty rapidly. So it, it took, you know, 20 minutes to, to get through the list. But I would basically say, here's the name, here's the position, here's who they're interviewing with. And he would literally say, Hey, I'm the CEO of the company. Uh, just I heard you were interviewing with so and so for this position. Just wanted to say that we're really excited to have you come in. We know you're going to do great. And we're really, really excited to see uh, to see what we can accomplish together. Just a really stupid, simple, you know, message. And then we would have either the hiring manager or the recruiter internally um, text them the message and just say, Hey, we wanted to share this with you. you know, hey, we were the CEO and I were talking, and you know, and uh, and we found that people. Once we started doing that, immediately shifted from walking in the door kind of intimidated. It's like, holy crap, the CEO knows me. You know, I, I'm I'm so excited to interview here. And the results out of the interview pre-doing that 
they may hire one out of 20, maybe one out of 20. The result afterwards, they were hiring two out of five. Wow. So had a marked increase and, and people walked in the door with a feel of belonging and welcome when they did start. And if they didn't get the job, they wanted it. And a lot of them would circle back around and apply again. And, you know, when other things opened up, ended up getting, getting hired as well. So it had a really, really positive cultural impact to the point where the company still does it. Um, not the CEO doing it anymore, but now um, they've got a culture where people inside the company actually send videos to each other. When a leader in one organization hears that an employee and another one did something neat, that video culture, you know, has, uh, has pro- proliferated. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that's a great story. And, and, you know, where my mind goes is, you know, obviously um, just having the direct message from the, the leadership, the CEO, you know, that, you know, that, that has an impact from the candidate experience. Um, but I'm also just thinking like overall, you know, just this is an opportunity for that person to, to really understand, you know, for the CEO, the leader to share, Hey, here's what, here's what our culture is all about. Here's what our values are. Right. And, and, um, to just share that authentic voice. So it's just, it, it just, it kind of goes back like, you know, Hey, these are, these are little things that, that as a leadership I can do that d- don't necessarily cost anything or very minimal, but can have a very big impact and making sure that I'm able to communicate about our mission, our purpose, our values, and people hear that directly from me as a leader. It's brilliant, Josh. <laughs> That's really good. So yeah, thank you for sharing that story. And I'll say there, there's a million things that companies can do. And you do a ton of this with Cool Leaf, you know, that are that are high impact, low cost, but ultra valuable. So I mean, little things like a video are great, but most people will take take feeling valued um, and appreciated over a health club membership or, you know, or free lunch on Friday. You know? So, I mean, there's, there's, there's all kinds of really neat things that you can do that have that positive impact. Yep. I love it. So, so let's, let's kind of, I want to get your insight into kind of what, what the market's looking like today. You know, some of the industry trends, we, we went through a period, you know, the, the great resignation, people leaving their company for, for different reasons. Then we kind of went into this, okay, you know, I'm going to stay, but I'm really disengaged kind of quiet quitting kind of, um, you know, zone. And, and then now, you know, as we head into the, the, you know, into the year, you know, there's, there's a lot of questions. Are we going into a recession? Are we not, you know, there's economic uncertainty, obviously you have the, the headlines, you know, especially in the tech world. Um, but what are you seeing right now from, from a recruiting, you know, talent acquisition, help us just understand what is this, what is this look like overall in the industry? Are there certain things that leaders should be really paying attention to? Any insight you can share on overall kind of uh, outlook would be great. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're watching the media, you just think it's a fecal fan connection. Um, uh, But from what we're seeing, uh, I mean, there's been a, there's been a lot of layoffs, but reality is it's a really, really small percentage of the, of the market. So a couple of things have happened. So so let's just say that we've gone from a 40% labor shortage in, ta- in, in tech to a 35% labor shortage in tech. You know, there's still lots of really great roles open out there. And even the companies that are laying off are still hiring. So 
And what we're seeing from a lot of our clients is that, you know, their investors are saying, yeah, we need to tighten things up a little bit. We only grew 40% instead of 70% last year. You know, it's, it's, you know, so, so we're cutting back, you know, 25% of our hiring for the year, or we're just, we want to wait and see what's going to happen for a quarter, you know, but we're not hearing doom and gloom, you know, it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's, you know, the, the panic porn in the media is definitely not what we're seeing in, in reality at this point. It'll, it'll hit at some point, but, you know, but, uh, but, you know, it hasn't hit the fan yet. Um, but what's interesting on the candidate side, what's happening is, is they're starting to get a level set, you know, where it was so misbalanced by, by so many companies hiring talent, especially in technology, that people were acting for just absurdly ludicrous things, you know, to make a, to make a career change. Well, they're starting to level set. The supply and demand has shifted, you know, is shifting towards a balance set. So, so people have gone from asking for absurdly ludicrous things when they're interviewing for a new job to just asking for absurd things. So <laughs> we're starting to see it balance out a little bit, which is actually better for everybody. And it, it, it allows for people to engage in conversations that aren't heavy handed, you know, or selfish, you know, or, or completely selfish. You know, it's it allows employers to ask better questions and it allows candidates to be more discerning and it's causing them to be more discerning on what they're looking for. And those conversations, I think, actually have a positive impact on retention long term. Yeah. Yeah. I heard I heard from you know, we obviously on the great retention, we talked to a lot of leaders and, you know, I was, we were interviewing a, a CEO and, and, you know, he had a, for example, an employee who had, you know, I don't know, almost double the salary offer. Right. And, and his message to them was, Hey, you know, good, you know, good for you, you know, go, go for this. Um, but just be wary that those companies sometimes will be the first to you know, to do the layoffs <laughs> because it's not sustainable. Right. And it's gotta be that balance. So, um, that, that, that makes, you know, that makes a lot of sense, Josh. So we, um, we have a lot of our clients when somebody, somebody rejects their offer and this takes a little bit of coaching. A lot of times is, is uh, we take them from, we lost this one or, you know, they just don't get it or to heck with them to sending out a note to say, Hey, Congrats on that role. We think you're a really amazing candidate. You know, we'd love to reconnect with you in three to six weeks to see how it's going and keep in touch with you long term. And um, and uh, um, what we found is that not only has that caused a significant portion of people to turn around and and, you know, if that role isn't what they expected, you know, the the they get in the honeymoon phase gets over and, and they find out that this is not what they want. They come immediately back and it's a real, it's a humble, wonderful conversation that's a lot more level set. Um, but we've also found that when companies do that with the people that are leaving, um, they end up having, uh, they end up having, uh, um, having, you know, yo-yos. They, they, they run away and they come back. And what that has in terms of a cultural impact is if you've got, you know, 200 people in your company. And you've had 10 people leave and four of them come back. When people leave or have another offer on the table, they're thinking, uh, people come back here. Do I really want to leave? Is, you know, is the grass really greener over there? And it has a positive impact on the culture because 
you know, people have come back and those stories get shared. Yeah. Um, no, it's a, it's a great, uh, great point. I think uh, I've heard the term boomerang, uh, employees, you know, coming back, but, you know, I, I, you know, we, we, we're not immune, you know, at Cooley, if we've experienced this and, and, you know, what I try, to, how I try to think about it, Josh is, you know, we, I want to love our people. Well, that's our mission is to help love, uh, you know, our organizations help love their employees well. And, and part of that is even loving them on as they exit. Um, is as painful as that can be for us. And, and, you know, the way I look at it is they're now alumni, they're they're always part of the fam and you just never know how that comes back around. And and I want them to have a great experience from even before they start to, to when they finish. So even though that, that can be a little tough (laughs) sometimes uh, I get it, but, um, I think it's a great, a great point. Um, okay. So, so Josh, um, you know, I, I really appreciate you being willing to, to share just insights on something that we, we talk less about on the great retention, but it's so important, which is how you're attracting and, and, and bringing in, um, you know, the, the right people. Um, and you know, it, it's, it, we always try, you know, on the show to, you know, to, to, to share some practical pieces of advice, some key lessons learned that we can kind of leave the audience with. And, um, so as we wrap up today, Josh, and thank you again so much for, for joining us and sharing, but is there any kind of, you know, key takeaway, practical piece of advice that you can leave, leave our audience with today? Anytime somebody asks me for advice on something, my grandpa's voice uh, immediately pops into my head. Anytime I was trying to do something or wanted to do something, and my grandpa asked me some great questions around it, and the last thing he would always say, change the expletive here, is don't screw it up. So, um, so okay. uh, I will say that's what first comes to mind. But um, the intentionality of it, and just you know, loving on people. I mean, it's that's that's what that's what matters. I mean. If your mission as a leader is genuinely to help people succeed um, and you put that first and foremost and you help them understand what success means um, and it's aligned with what their goals are, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it can be really magical. But when you aren't intentional about it, it can be really magical too, but not in the good sense. I mean, it can be horrific, you know, you know in terms of what happens. Um, so nothing's ever going to be a fairy tale ending. Everything's always going to be work, but but uh, I mean life's too short to, to to hire poorly, and life's too short to take jobs that you don't qualify well, and end up hurting you, the company, your family, and, and everyone else involved with the stress load and the and the hiccups that come from it. Words from the grandpa. <laughs> Love not it. that old yet. <laughs> no, not your grandpa, not you. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, well, yep. Josh, uh, thank you again. Um, thank humans you. doing doing some great work out there for a lot of humans, and um, uh, we appreciate you coming on the show today for the great retention. Appreciate it, John. Thanks so much. That wraps up another edition of the Great Retention. Thank you for joining us and being a leader who genuinely cares about recognizing and empowering the everyday hero and the team members around you. We are proud to support your leadership journey and grateful for your support of this podcast. If you haven't already, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. This helps us get this content in front of more aspiring people first business leaders. If you'd like more perspectives on how to create exceptional cultures around award-winning talent, Go to coolleaf.com and sign up for our newsletter to get them straight into your inbox two times per month. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team 
at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening. Now go be people first leaders by celebrating and connecting your people today. HR professionals, thanks for listening. As promised, this episode of the Cool Leave podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. To claim your SHRM credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM. To claim your HRCI credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI. Complete the three-question form to receive your certification code. That's coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM and coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI.